Welcome to Return to Oz Minute, where the podcast that Monday through Friday analyzes one minute at a time of the 1985 classic Return to Oz. I'm Tierney Steele. And I'm Mike Carlucci. And this week we're joined by another special guest. We've got Megan Coleman. Hi! Welcome, Megan! Thanks for having me. Aww. Uh, Today we're going to talk about Minute 83 of Return to Oz. I had my columns too far over my spreadsheet and it said I was in week instead of minute and started to say 18 and then realized, no, 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 no. That's not where we are anymore. Um, minute 83 starts with Dorothy entering a room with more knickknacks than I've ever seen before in my life. And it ends with her pretending to whine TikTok. So, Mike, TikTok is so sneaky. <laughs> this is why TikTok was designed. This is why the scarecrow made sure he was perfectly safe, locked him away, because Dorothy needed... Dorothy's clever, Dorothy's strong and smart of spirit. She needed TikTok to pull this off. Uh, last week, we heard that TikTok had stopped after making two guesses. He just wasn't moving. And she said, oh, his action must have went down. So she is sent in, and the Gnome King ominously says, you know, after you wind him up, you can make your guesses. Basically implying TikTok's not going to get it on his third try. Um, so Dorothy goes in there, but... His action hasn't wound down. He has a clever plan. <laughs> um, Megan, this is your introduction to this character, and this is a great moment to come yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'd never seen the movie before. Uh, for whatever reason, I thought you were doing a podcast about the original Wizard of Oz, not this 1985. It's, it's kind of like a sequel, I guess. Um, yeah. It thinks it's a sequel. I wouldn't say it's an exact sequel, even at the but, um, yeah, I really like TikTok because he's kind of quirky um, and he's a little sneaky. Um, <laughs> and I didn't really see his plan coming to fruition. I didn't have a lot of faith in him. But maybe that's jumping ahead a little bit too much. Sorry. But <laughs> no, he's pretty. He seems like a pretty cool guy. Yeah, I think it's actually in the next minute that he explains, like, why he pretended to wind down. In this minute, we just she's like, why? Why aren't you moving? You look fine. He's like, pretend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, Megan, a little insider since I, you're not caught up on our podcast because I literally just made you watch this movie, like, yesterday. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, this is a movie. Uh, Mike saw this movie before it's he saw The Wizard weird. of Oz. Really? Huh. So were you like confused because you hadn't seen the first one no. first or but you probably knew the basic concept of how she ended I up in Oz. Barely in the remember. First place. I don't think I knew anything. I think this was the first sort of introduction and my parents figured oh it's you know it's on the Disney free weekend. Oh this must be the sequel, you know. It just came out or it had come out, you know, a year or two earlier and I don't think they knew what it was that it was this strange and yeah, then in a you know, going from this to the musical, it's just, it, it never felt right. Never felt like the right world. The musical's great. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do I do enjoy anything anything with Oz. I've seen enough terrible Oz adaptations. But, yeah, going from, going from that to this was a, a weird, or this to that, weird transition. 
Now, what do you think? Because I remember at first you said, oh, I haven't watched The Wizard of Oz in years. And I was like, that's not going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, you don't really, I guess you really don't need to know too much backstory to sort of dive right in. Though I think it helps. Um, so you can get why maybe um, she, like, why her aunt is saying, oh, don't talk about Oz anymore. And why when she finds the key, it's kind of a big deal. But um yeah, I still, I'm still a little shocked that this movie even got greenlit into production in some respects, because <laughs> um, it just seems like, I don't know, like people told me, oh, it's really terrifying. And I just felt like I was with somebody who was drunk and was telling me this story that was so fantastical that there's no way it could be real, right? Like, I don't know where they were pulling this from. It had to be the booze. And this is what I was, you know, being, I was listening to, except it was a movie. Um, which if I remember Tierney you told me that like um, who were the two big directors that ended up helping out so the movie actually got finished was it um, George uh, Lucas George, yep and um, I hadn't come I had come across references to George Lucas being on set all the time I hadn't come across this but in IMDB he's uncredited as like an assistant or something Francis Ford Coppola apparently was there at least for some amount of time in some capacity so, I mean, that's not bad. And, again, Walter Murch is an amazing sound editor. It's not like he did Oh, no, I mean, the sound, and, the I mean, even though I was watching, like, a really but, bad yeah. bootlegged version on YouTube, the sound was pretty good, even on the bootleg when they're trying to, you know, twinkers with stuff enough just so the YouTube algorithms doesn't take it down, you know? <laughs> <laughs> not that we Not that we condone that, that yes. yes. Uh, normally, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, I kind of like your overall impression of the movie. This just sounds like some crazy story someone's telling you. Um, some of that might come because it's two of the books kind of together into one story. Yeah. Um, and then Disney has a little, like, flair of their own, I guess, <laughs> to make it Disney-ish. Um, but, sorry, I got very distracted by something. Um, <laughs> have fun, Eddie. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this this movie, it's also because it was the 80s. Yes. And Disney was having a rough time. So, like, it, the fact that you say, like, I'm surprised this got greenlit is, I don't think they realized what they were green lighting when it got approved, maybe. I mean, this, I... Because it definitely, at some point... Yeah, I feel like the special effects definitely held up. I was kind of worried that it would look super, sort of, like, bad green screen, um... You know, like, sometimes when they put things into HD, it doesn't really kind of transfer well. You know what I mean? And uh, mm. this held up, I think, fairly well, surprisingly. Um, yeah. There's a few. Like, we'll, we'll catch lines here and Yeah, there. but it's not as bad as some other 80s Disney stuff I've seen. Like, live action stuff that gets, <laughs> you know, you watch now and you're like, yeah. oh, that must have been really, looked really great in, like, 1983. But in 2017, mm, not so much. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny, because so many of us just remember, like, oh, yeah, this would have been on Disney Channel. Like, watch it for free. No big deal. This is, like, a high-quality film. You know, like, they didn't No, they skimp. didn't skimp. <laughs> this isn't made for TV. This is a big deal. So, I think it came out well. Now, um, do you ha did you have a favorite character? Um, well, I think I like Dorothy just because I like her kind of quasi- Judy Garland, Liza Minnelli kind of accent going on. Um, 
And she's kind of spunky, too. She seems more spunky than, like, actually, than Judy Garland's Dorothy. Yeah, she's got a little more... Well, and it's funny, I had not thought about this till doing this podcast, but Mike pointed out at one point, I forget when it started, but, like, she's been here before. This is true. She's, like, a celebrity here. (laughs) So... Maybe that's our a little bit more confidence of like I can handle. Like I know we're yeah, that's true. I never thought of that either. Hmm. Yeah. See, it's not something you think of. Um, I did look up the budget, which is only estimated, but twenty five million. So, yeah. Which, when they looked at the box office, maybe they regretted. But you know what, guys, it held up. So good job. Yay. <laughs> um, you get to see so. Obviously, I liked a lot of things. I remembered a lot of things from this movie. This palace of objects is kind of like my, I guess, definitive. Like, I just, I see this room and I'm like, yep, this is Return to Oz. Here we go. We're going to guess. This is going to be great. Um, I'm kind of obsessed with it. And I'm really sad there isn't like a prop master listed for this movie because I want to like write this person and say like, is this your magnet? <laughs> Did you find the best flea market ever and just rate it? (laughs) I mean, they did film in England, so it is entirely possible that they just went to a bunch of like, hey, can we like, like this yard sale, we'll take everything. (laughs) I didn't know they filmed it in England. Yeah. That's pretty uh, cool. I just closed the thing. (laughs) It's really remarkable (laughs) how much work they put into this, Uh, this scene, because this is a giant soundstage uh, just filled with stuff that's it's not crowded there's just enough objects there that you feel like it's well stocked and dorothy just well dorothy doesn't explore yeah the vast majority of it we just see it in you know in wide shots so it's like they this is something that you know if you were if you were george lucas now and padme walked into uh you know a room of of objects to find anakin or something there'd probably be a table and two things and all the rest would be CG. But they they got every single thing and we see this giant place transformed into the, the Gnome King storehouse. And it's just, yeah, every... Like, it's all it's all fascinating stuff. You can, if they go back and do the, the 3D experience with a headset and stuff, I just want to walk around. <laughs> yeah. I love the um, dog statues flanking the doorway. God, she looks so small. Um, I'm also trying to figure out, so at second, well, I guess 11, thereabouts. It's on a few. I thought at first that was a globe, but red, and that seemed kind of crazy, but it looks like it's a, like on top of a statue. So I wonder if it's oh. actually a globe. If it's just like the polished, you know, the, they'll have the polished oh, stone yeah. ball on top of things in gardens. It was more fun when I thought maybe he had a globe of Mars going on. But. Oh, no, it might be a globe. Because is that Atlas? Uh, a lot of clocks, I see. I'm, I'm not oh, really able to see, but it, at, like, second 16, you can kind of see, like, knees and maybe a head. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's an Atlas. Okay. But, yeah, it's definitely... Okay. We've well, Bombi and the Gnome King really, head. really dug classical classical art they had i mean she had the the bust of caesar that you know jack learned all of the history from uh now we've got atlas the classical columns it's 
not like a full bust. It's a statue. It's a head. So technically it's a bust. But at around second 23, I always loved it. Um, oh, shoot. What is that blue called? Oh, it sounds like a lapis or... Yeah. Some. There's another word of that, but I don't remember. Is it like a... It's kind of like a turquoise... Between a turquoise and a lapis, right? I think so. It's gorgeous. Whatever that, it is. That head thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And lots of jade. And I'm guessing that's a rocking horse that she walks by and we just don't see the rockers. That makes the most sense. I'm just going through... There are tons of objects, but I feel like... The Movies by Minutes podcast really thrive on just like, how can you go into what you're saying? And I feel like this minute really gets... Mombi also had a rocking horse, right? (laughs) Mombi definitely had a rocking horse. You could see that it was like, this looks like a carousel horse, but it doesn't have the pole. Yeah. And that would make no sense. So, by by the rules of logic, (laughs) that's what I'm guessing. Now, alright, so... I happen to be looking at second 38. I don't know if you guys have this pulled up in front of you, but I'm usually so focused on spotting TikTok that I never noticed that on the right hand of the screen, there is an easel. (laughs) Yeah, like you put a tray, like a silver tea tray on an easel because (laughs) 80s, I don't know. (laughs) It goes with all the other silver kind of urns and face looking things near it. So I guess it makes sense. Neither of these things doesn't belong in this room. That's just not normally how one displays a tray. <laughs> I, I've been to the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum a lot, and that's not what's on those easels. <laughs> Though I could see Isabella doing it, but... Because she was just crazy yeah. and, like, kooky enough to be like, you know what I might want to do to mess with people? Put a tray on an easel. <laughs> oh my god. How much would Isabella Stewart Gardner love this Actually, room? yeah, this would be, like... <laughs> Her dream room, right? Like, how many tchotchkes can I put up? Yeah, and then when she would die, she'd be like, don't move it. <laughs> don't move anything. anything. You can't do it. <laughs> Sorry, for those who don't know who we're talking about. Um, oh, yeah, we should explain that. Just Google her. Okay. It's great. <laughs> Unless you have more background because you did Simmons longer than me. Um, she, Just in her will, she said, in the museum that she set up, you couldn't move anything. And that's why the paintings got stolen there. Um what is it like almost 30 years ago um can't they they left the they left the frames up even though the pictures themselves are gone to try to not violate the will and also i think to remind people that these paintings were stolen but with a note yeah Yeah. (laughs) fun boston history (laughs) oh yeah they do have a note by them don't they yeah that's true being like hey this is one thing we didn't do. We are not Yeah, exactly, purpose. right? Like, she did a lot of kooky things, but this wasn't us. Like, that wasn't her, I should say. <laughs> also, if you know where these are... <laughs> please tell us. Go see Jack at the front desk. <laughs> <laughs> Just find the nearest security guard. They'll take care of it for you, right? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> back to Oz. Anyway, I have a really... I have a really great story, but it doesn't have anything to do with us, so I'll just let it go. Um, actually, no. I'm going to complete this tangent, but then I swear to God, I'll talk about TikTok again. Um, there was a drunk history episode of Boston that included a segment on the Isabel- the theft from the Isabella Stewart Gardner It's so Museum. well done. It is. And um, the guy who narrated that part, it was just in a bar. Like, they just found a guy who it was at the, the baseball story. tavern down the um, street. But yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
used our bus stop when we lived in the South End, and Chris met him one day, and, like, oh, it looks really familiar. And finally, Chris went over and was like, um, did you do Drunk History with the Illustrator Gardner? And he was so embarrassed, like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't be embarrassed. It That's was amazing. amazing. <laughs> I was, like, so impressed with that. That would be. I was the, so impressed. That would be, like, the greatest credit of my life. I would never, I would be proud to never live that down if that had been me. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> Anyway, anyway. <laughs> well, and, and, in addition to a tray on an easel, you also see You see, see Tick, who blends in really well there at second 39, yeah, right? Yeah, he already... He just, yeah. He's, he's not, not moving. moving. He's just so. part of the furniture, right? <laughs> yep. But we do get his little, oh my god, his sneakiness of the mustache. Where's my one? Cause it, no, it does Yeah, move. there we go. He kind of reminds me of like a yeah. World War One general. Yeah, <laughs> right? like that's all I could think of half the time I saw him. He's like this little quirky English, World War One general, stuck in the trenches yeah. <laughs> till the end, <laughs> forgotten country, right? <laughs> Except in this case, it's for Oz, but yeah, for the Scarecrow. Forgotten Emerald City. <laughs> for the scarecrow. It's great that he's able to be to be quiet by only moving half his mustache. I wonder at what point they thought, oh, what if we, like, we still want to show he's talking, and we don't want to just have his voice come out. What if we just do half the mustache and make him whisper? It's like, it doesn't make any sense, but it it conveys the message perfectly. I, I'm hoping, and he's like, you know, I couldn't do this as Admiral Akbar. It's like, I had this great Ak- Akbar whisper, <laughs> but they wouldn't let me only use half his face. Also... Akbar doesn't have that many opportunities to whisper in those movies. Oh, and Tim, <laughs> in Tim Rose's treatment of uh, Return of the Jedi 2, uh, you know, Akbar gets gets a whole, you know, undercover scene, and he's, uh, you know, his, his, uh, his princess's secret service, and he's, Akbar is a spy. It's great. <laughs> Akbar in this hat would be fantastic. Um. I very much enjoy, and it continues into the next minute, so I get two days of laughing hysterically at Faruza Balt's incredibly fake winding. Like, it's not even close. She's she's literally just, like, waving her hand in front of it. So is Faruza Balt fake winding, or is Dorothy fake winding? I mean, Dorothy's definitely fake winding. Yeah, I... I kind of wonder if they needed it yeah. to be bigger, the way his arm is kind of half blocking it. Like, she couldn't actually look like she was winding it, not only because this is more charming and childlike, but also because, again, you need it to be noticeable. But, yeah, she's she's not even close. <laughs> These rocks are stupid. They don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, well, that takes me into my notes for next minute, so I will stop now. Um, anyone, anything we missed? I think we got Let's it covered. See. Uh, was there anything in the script? I don't think there was. No. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, because this is such a flawless plan, why would you ever do right. anything else? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll hear more about TikTok's plan tomorrow. Um, Megan, you don't have a podcast Not yet. yet. But someday, but someday you will. I will. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, we're going to do a MASH Minute podcast. Woo! I love MASH. Um, yes. yes. 
I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make you suffer through Donald Sutherland, and then I will reward you. It will be. It will be all good. It'll be worth it. <laughs> I'll be awesome. Um, there is a Twitter mash minute if you want to follow it, and then when we have any idea when this is starting, we'll post it there <laughs> or some sort of update. Um, and then if you're looking for this podcast on Twitter, we're at Oz Minute, which is also what you can use to find us on like other social media. Facebook or Instagram. And if you're on Facebook and you look at Oz Minute in groups, you'll find our more flavorful channel. Uh, the Return to Oz Minute Listeners Flying <laughs> Sofa. And we're not currently an ornament, so it's easy to find. Lots of conversations still happening. <laughs> nope. Just because the sofa no longer flies doesn't mean our listener group is disbanded. We will carry on the torch for the flying sofa. <laughs> there is the gump. Oh, you don't get to meet the gump. Anyway, sorry, I'm not getting distracted. I swear, I swear. Um, you can find links to all of this. Or, return to using us the magic words, weogtiogpiog.com. Website. Which I think uh, pretty much wraps us up. We og. Tog. Piog.